Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about Daniel reveals the dream. Thereafter, we'll be having Brother Ian talk about resist temptation during the Bible segment. To start off, here's a song to Maini by Masalio Singers. Oh, 
It is now time to welcome the Bible in Living Sound to share with us. I, Nebuchadnezzar, great king of Babylon, do hereby decree that all wise men, astrologers, and soothsayers in Babylon be put to death. Quite a drastic decree, don't you think? No, I'd do the same if I were the king. They're not wise men, except when it comes to fooling the king. But I wasn't thinking of them. I had Daniel and his three friends in mind. The decree does include them, doesn't it? Uh, I simply can't behead them. But I... I must obey the king. Perhaps Nebuchadnezzar would make an exception in their case. Perhaps. If you will go to him and request the exception... Who? Me? Oh, no. Uh, he'd have me beheaded. One doesn't question his decrees. Uh, true. So be it. Why couldn't I have been a groom or a, a maker of bread or, or some simple thing instead of captain of the guards? And have to arrest and execute four of my faithful men. Someone here to see thee, Daniel. Well, 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 if it isn't Ari, our captain of the king's guards. Glad you could come. Oh, uh, sit down for a while. Uh, no, uh, thanks, Daniel. I, I'm here on business, the king's business. I, I don't know what... Oh, Daniel, I wish you and your three friends would beat me unconscious, then take off and run for your lives. Escape. Escape what, Ariok? The anger of the king. No, no, I don't mean that. He isn't angry at you at all. But he is with the other wise men. He, he's ordered every wise man executed. That includes us. Wasn't the king's order rather hasty? <laughs> yes, but I don't blame him. I mean, the wise men are fakes. I don't mean you, Daniel, or... Or you three either. But the others have been fooling the king all along into believing they can interpret dreams and tell the future and reveal secrets. They can do none of these things. And the king discovered their deceptions. <laughs> Just what did happen anyway? The king, but he had a dream and asked the wise men to interpret it. And of course they couldn't. Well, I'm surprised they didn't make up some sort of interpretation. The king wouldn't have known the difference. Mm, they would have, no doubt. Had it been that simple, but it wasn't. The king had forgotten the dream and wanted the wise men to tell him the dream, then interpret it. Well, they couldn't make up a dream. The king would have known it was a lie. They were in trouble, weren't they? <laughs> what am I laughing at? That death decree includes us. Ariok, I, I wonder if you would do us a favor. Anything, Daniel. Anything. Take, take me to the king. I wish to speak to him. You haven't been granted an audience or sent for. No, Ariok, but I don't think the king will be angry. For you, I'll do it. Even if I do lose my head. Daniel? He wants an audience? Just who is Daniel? He's a member of your court, O king. Uh, a wise man. His Babylonian name is uh, Belteshazzar. He was one of the four who made grades ten times better than any of oh, the... Oh, him. 
Yes, I remember him. Audience granted. Show him in. Show him in. You may step forward and bow the knee. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Greetings, Daniel. You seek a royal favor, yes? His majesty remembers that I am one of his wise men. One of my wise men? <laughs> You're wiser than all the rest put together. His majesty decreed that his wise men should be put to death. I did? Oh, I did, didn't I? I didn't think about you. I, I didn't have you in mind when I... Maybe you can tell me my dream and interpret it. My God will reveal the secret to me, and I shall show the king the interpretation. All I need, Your Majesty, is time to communicate with my God. Then I shall return and give the king an answer. Well, I hope you're not merely stalling for time, Daniel. But I'll give you a chance. The time you request is granted. Oh, God of heaven, be merciful to me, a sinner. And help me and my companions to serve thee faithfully, though the heavens fall about us. O oh God, have mercy upon us that we perish not with the other wise men of Babylon. Nevertheless, O oh God, thy will be done. Shadrach, Abednego, Meshach, I have good tidings. The Lord God we serve is merciful and just. Well, that's no news, Daniel. God is merciful and just, always has been and always will be. Well, tell us the rest. What happened? Yes, why don't you... During the night, I... I had a dream. A duplicate of the one King Nebuchadnezzar had? The same. God is merciful. Oh, we serve a living God. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He's made known the King's dream and the interpretation thereof. Blessed be the name of God forever. Blessed, Blessed be, be the name of God, God forever. Well, hadn't you uh, better make haste to Arioch and ask to see the King, lest the other wise men be destroyed before you can prevent it? this fine morning, Ariak. Greetings, Daniel. Have you yet executed any of the wise men? No. Well, don't. Take me in before the king and I shall make known unto him his dream and the interpretation thereof. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Oh, yes, Captain. I, captain of the royal guards, have found a man, O king, who is able to make known unto the king his dream and what it means. I found him, Your Majesty, among the captives of Judah. Well, get him. Bring him forth. I'm anxious to know what I dreamed and its interpretation. This is he, Your Majesty. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Oh, it's you, Daniel. Are you able to make known what I dreamed and the interpretation thereof? Are you? Are you or are you not? I hope that you've indeed enjoyed that story from the bubble in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, and suggestions concerning this program. Write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Masalio sing us with the song, Yesu. Yesu 
Thank you so much, Masalio Singers. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I hope that you're enjoying the program from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Brother Ian. Greetings. Dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ, welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is resisting temptation. I am your presenter, Ian Muse. Many Christians frequently overcome by temptation because they have never been taught to use God's resources to fight the enemy. The Bible says, The word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalms chapter 119 verse 11 The word of God is the most commonly neglected resource in resisting the clamoring of the lower nature. Discovering how to resist evil temptation through claiming the power of God in scripture has been one of the most valuable things I have learned since becoming a Christian. The first thing we need to realize is that temptation by itself is not wrong. All of us are tempted to do evil. Even Jesus, our Savior, was tempted, yet he was without sin. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. The question is how do we achieve victory over the things by which we are so often tempted? How can we resist evil when constantly pressured by the devil to submit? A most basic yet often overlooked fact is that no victory will come to us from God without our cooperation. The Lord is not going to reach down with a hand from heaven to remove the cigarette from our lips, nor will he physically take the whiskey bottle out of our hands. He won't strike our television with lightning to keep us from watching violent programs or stir up a great wind and blow all of our pornographic material out of the house. These are the things we choose to overcome, all the while believing in God's power to back up the choices we've made. Victories for the Christian are not achieved by willpower alone or by taking motivational courses. So how do they come? Let's go to the Bible for some answers. The first step to victory is found in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. For the sake of illustration, let's say that you're trying to quit smoking. If you don't have a smoking habit, apply the principle to your own particular need. If you say to yourself, well, 
I kind of want to quit smoking or I sort of want to overcome or I think it will be a good idea to quit. That's not making a choice. That is fooling around with sin. First, make a choice by saying, I choose this day to serve Jesus Christ and not to do this sinful act anymore. You must make the choice. This is exercising the will, which is the power to make deliberate decisions and determine actions. We make a choice first, and then God will give us the power to fulfill the choices we have made. Once you have made a choice, the next step is to claim the promise. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be to the God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God gives us the victory we need. If we are sinning and realize that what we are doing is sin, we don't need to pray and ask if it's God's will for us to overcome that sin. We already know it is God's will that we stop sinning. There is no need to pray. Lord, if it's your will for me to stop smoking, then please help me to quit. Or Lord, if it's your will for me to stop stealing, please help me quit. God has already told us in his word that we are not to do these things. And when we know that something is against God's will, we can confidently claim this promise that he will give us the victory over it. In Mark chapter 11 verse 22, we read, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. In order to withstand the devil's attack, we must have faith in God. Jesus promises, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Verse 24. Sometimes we tell God, I know I need to forsake this sin. Please help me, Lord. Give me the victory I so badly need. We pray and ask over and over again, never realizing that all the while God is offering his power to us, saying, won't you please take the power to back up your request? After asking for God's help, we must get up off our knees and say, Lord, I believe that you have given me the victory I have requested. This is how we claim Jesus' promise that what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 As we have learned, the first step in overcoming is to make the choice. I choose not to do this sin. The second step is to say, Thank you, God, for the victory. I believe it. I receive it. Apply this to your life right now. Take any sin you want to conquer and say, Lord, because it is according to your will for me to overcome, I confidently claim the victory. Then as soon as you take the gift by faith, it becomes yours. The third and final step is found in Romans chapter 6 verse 11 which says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. To claim the promise, we must tell ourselves that we have now become dead to the sinful habit that formerly enslaved us. Just as a corpse cannot be tempted because it can't respond to temptation, so also will Christians be unresponsive to temptation if they consider themselves dead to sin. Say to yourself, I can no more respond to that sinful temptation than a dead person could. I consider myself to be dead to that sinful thing. When I make a choice, that's my no. 
That's also when I claim the victory from God. Then finally, I must say, I will not respond to it. If you follow this simple plan, you will not succumb to sinful temptations. How can you succumb to anything that you've made a resolute choice against, especially if you've thanked and accepted God for the power to back up that choice and then rejected the thought by stating, I don't even respond to it. The next thing we can do as overcomers is to make sure that temptation is held to a minimum. Romans chapter 13 verse 14 tells us how, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, to fulfill the last thereof. Notice the two parts of this verse. First, we are told to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, begin and end every day with a thorough conversion. When you get up in the morning, put on the Lord Jesus Christ by asking God for the Holy Spirit so you can walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to 4. Have you noticed that when you have spent time with God early in the morning, you feel stronger spiritually to go out and meet the day? And conversely, when you don't spend that time with the Lord in the morning through prayer or Bible study, does it seem that you just don't experience the close walk you desire? If you don't spend time putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, then when the temptation comes, you won't have spiritual power to fight it. It's so much easier when you already feel that closeness. We are told, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. You're either going to be in the spiritual mindset or in the carnal mindset. When you walk in the spirit, the fleshly things cannot have strength and vice versa. When you have the fleshly mind, spiritual things do not appeal to you. The fleshly mind wants to overeat, drink alcohol, smoke, hold a grudge, lose its temper, etc. Paul is saying, put on the spiritual mind and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. When we are told, make not provision for the flesh, in Romans chapter 13 verse 14, that means don't put yourself in a situation to be tempted unnecessarily. For example, let's say I'm an alcoholic. Do you think it will be a good idea for me to go into a tavern or a bar and sit down where there are people drinking all around me and then pray, Lord, please help me not to drink while I'm here. Do you think that is sensible? Is it logical to put temptation for the flesh all around you and prayed for God to deliver you from it? No. The first thing the Lord will say is, well, if you really want to be delivered, leave the bar immediately. Dear listener, let us meditate upon these words. Be blessed. I was your presenter, Ian Musi. We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.
Thank you.